Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast. Yeah, with Chris Dan. I don't know what's going on. We're gonna fucking just roll with this thing. Let's go, Devils! I feel like we just heard that intro. Yeah, we did. You know what? I'm not even gonna play that. We're just gonna. <laughs> So far, this has been a complete shit show. So, welcome to the Uncle Fuckers, uh, Chris, Dan, Bobby, Tony, and we are joined tonight by the host of the New Jersey Devil Trap Podcast, Bill. I couldn't pronounce your last name, so it, it, you know, just Bill. Um, so, if anybody checks us out and has not checked out Bill's, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this is insane. Is okay? It's an initiation. What is that noise? Is that you, Tone? Is that your Halloween shit? All right. So, anybody who hasn't checked out Bill's podcast yet, please listen to it. Inject that shit directly in your veins. It's a very good show. He's a good dude. Does a good He's show. He's got to have a more professional podcast. And he has a rodcaster. So, Bill, when did you uh, get you know, into the whole devil life. When did you become a fan? What was, you know, your first earliest memory of this team? Yeah. So it was like 1992, 93. My, I, I started playing street hockey in front of my house. My neighbor was like a couple years older than me. And uh, he brought me to a game. It was actually a flyers game. So the first game I went to, I was a flyer fan. And, um, and then I, uh, yeah, like 1993, my my dad and my brother kind of got back into it, or my my dad kind of got back into it. He, he hadn't watched hockey in years, and we started going to games, uh, Devil games, and obviously I became a Devils fan. And then we got partial season tickets from 94 to, like, basically 2000. So That's we got brothers. We got to go uh, – we had 50 – we went to 50% of the games. So Nice. We were really heavily involved in it and got to see, you know, old golden era uh, of Devils hockey, and it was it was really awesome. It was like a cool family bonding experience too. So, and now you have kids that you can take to the games yourself, which is pretty exactly. fucking awesome. And now, yeah, and I bought a, I, I'm like a season ticket holder, so I go to I go to a ton of games, and um, like during the week is hard because they're so young, but the matinee games and even like a Friday night game, we try to. Nice. And like yeah. you got introduced to it right at the beginning of their, uh, you know, heyday, their, you know, semi dynastic little portion there. And then now your kids kind of coming in now to this team, which, you know, that's awesome. You just just eliminated all those shit years. That's yeah, great. Perfect, perfect time. <laughs> So, uh, well, you know, we got four preseason games in the books right now. Um, we'll talk about, you know, everything. I want to kind of get everybody's thoughts so far of what they've seen from this team. I think it's kind of roll around some hot takes. Bobby, you can you can start us off here. I'm going to start off with Alexander Holtz, of course. Um, guys flying around. I had only heard the reports for a little while about how fast he was looking, how good he was looking in general, and how much compete he had. And I hadn't really seen anything until you think the, he, one he's game. better looking than than Ryan Graves, or are you just no? no. no. Is he the replacement, Bobby? Is this the replacement right here? See the way Ryan Graves holds his stick. <laughs> no, but you do. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Finish with your Alex Holtz, and then we'll. I'm just ahead. saying. He, you know, even goals aside, even though they've looked pretty good, he just he really does look like he's buying in. And uh, this is a guy. This is a little extra weapon that if he does pan out, this is going to look really good. And I knew that Bill and I were going to be instant friends because I checked out his podcast, the last one I think it was, 
And uh, I don't believe it's the first time he said it, but he was also of the Mercer on the third line thinking. And, and again, like me, it's it's not because, you know, we're taking Mercer, the top six, not being a top six forward. We're taking a top six forward and putting him on the third line. So uh, I knew we were going to be fast friends for that, too. Yeah, Holtz looks great. I thought mm-hmm. Luke Hughes has been looking really good. Um, the last game he played, I wanted to bring it up to you. There was It was on the first power play early in the game. And just Are we talking about Luke? What, yeah. Okay. Just a little bit about what he can do. There was a pretty heavy clearing attempt, almost like a slap shot type clearing attempt. And uh, most people might not even notice it, but he just kind of got the shaft of the stick out of there and he stopped it from clearing the zone. You know, 30 seconds later resulted in a goal. Um, Little things like that from a guy that young just got me really excited. So it's pretty cool. I I do just to kind of piggyback off the whole thing. Like we always praise Tom Fitzgerald for everything he's done, whether, you know, between Meyer and the signing and Toffoli, everything that he's done. And one of the things that I think this year is going to be one of the biggest things on the radar of what Tom Fitzgerald did do. And actually it'll be what he didn't do. And that's actually sticking with Alex Holtz and not trading him because I agree with you so far this season, dude, he looks like he's for real. And I know playing with Meyer and he sure is going to, you know, only help him, but he looks like a different player than he did uh, previously. So Dan, how about you? I need to do well, some takes. Uh, yeah. uh, team's looking really good. I mean, th- they got a lot of good things going. It's preseason. It's hard to get too excited about it, but I mean, they're like handily, you know, taking over games and it's, you know, I understand preseason. I don't get like to get too excited about it. But everything's clicking. I don't see any problems there. Uh, I liked seeing a, a lot of Lazar. I thought, you know, because he's one guy we didn't get to see enough of last year. And I like his game. I thought it was pretty good. And, um, yeah, Toffoli, what can you say about him? He's been fantastic. Um, what a great fit on this team. You know, yeah, it seems to be, right? It seemed like he was going to be on paper. And just to see it come to life already is uh, pretty impressive. And, uh, you know, goaltending has been very inspiring so far, you know, considering – that was one of the biggest questions we had about this team. Looks like, you know, we're going to keep some questions no matter how far we go into the regular season until we get to the playoffs. But I think uh, it's off to a great start. So, yeah. uh, Bill, how about you, bud? Um, I thought there was going to be a lot of – like, to me, the biggest question mark was, is the youth on their back end. And I, I think we needed Kevin Ball to really take another step or, or really bring some sort of – very, very young veteran presence. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, between having to maybe make up some minutes on the penalty kill and stuff like that. And I, I mean, it looks like, you know, if you looked at his skating from the beginning of last year to the end of last year, and then you look at it just in preseason right now, it looks like his edge work and he looks pretty, pretty quick out there. I thought he made a beautiful pass in the in the ranger game that led to a goal that was a beautiful pass yeah um so so ball has been encouraging um i actually i like tice thompson's game and i think that i think the staff does too because they're obviously giving him a lot of looks and giving him an opportunity to make a case for that fourth line which to me i mean it comes down to our sixth defenseman and then our, and then our fourth line winger slot, you know, depending on Bastion's health or whatever. But those are the two, those are the two positions that I think the team is trying to get the the most looks at. And um, yeah, I, I haven't been overly impressed with foot who I originally slotted in that position. And I think that they're, they're, they're between Lazar and Tice Thompson those are the guys that look like they're kind of really trying to make a name for themselves to be on the opening night roster. Tone. 
Yeah, and I have to agree about Thompson. The thing, I, I kind of think he might be the odd man out in a way, but I think he's really been impressive. Um, Holtz, and I always, like I said, Bobby, I always think I know you've been a big Holtz supporter, man. It's nice to see him playing. And Schmidt, you know, Nemitz, I mean, there's a lot of guys, you know, I've only seen half of the preseason games, but I've watched all the highlights and stuff. And uh, it's nice to see Schmidt's coming right back and playing well. I mean, yeah, I have to say it's, a, yeah. it's kind of encouraging, right? Schmidt looked great against the Rangers. Totally. I mean, he was. Did. And, and let me tell you, I'm going to say this. I'll say it once. But the fucking New York Rangers don't deserve Igor Shosturkin. They don't deserve <laughs> him. He's too fucking good to be there. He needs to go some, like, maybe across the river. But, man, this dude, he's so fucking good. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, even in the preseason, like, when, when that fucking, uh, the Tyler Toffoli goal went in, right? It was a, you know, never should have been a goal. But you just saw his face. He was, like, locked it down. He made that beautiful glove save right after. And, man, he's good. But that's the, all the praise I'm going to give the Rangers. As far this as. Is a good, this is a good, before we move on, this, yeah. this is a good point here. Did you hear what Biz Nasty had to say I about sure that did. on X? Did you guys hear is that? Is it worth reading it? No, yeah, you have it. I have it. If you don't. Yeah, I've got it. I've got yeah, it. Go ahead. He says, I think Shesterkin is tired of saving their fucking bacon. I think they're all frauds. I don't like their depth at all. Their fan base are frauds. Their team are frauds. They're done. The Metropolitan Division is too fucking strong. Um, the Fagazis, no playoffs for you. And then Rangers owner Dolan <laughs> is going to have a meltdown. This guy's just crazy, man. He just says whatever the hell he wants. I love. Oh him. yeah, he so does. Aristotle. He's a he's a real poet. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's the Pat McAfee of hockey. That's how I, I I put you know biz with that. That's kind of where he's at. But I I couldn't agree more. Maybe not so much that their fans are frauds. I mean I don't know about that. The fans are pretty much assholes. But I mean I, other than that I completely agree. And yeah, they don't deserve you, Gorsuch Sturkin. But tell me this. Tell, tell me that if Shesterkin doesn't rob Nemitz on that goal, Nemitz is the. There's going to be a lot of chatter about Nemitz between 100. percent He had a, he obviously he had a it was a fluke goal that he had in Montreal, but he looked pretty good. And then he had that beautiful pass on the Toffoli goal. And then if he was to score right after that, totally I mean, being as young as he is, I mean, I think there's going to be I, chatter about him anyway, Bill. I think Co- he's Colin making Miller, a name. Colin Miller has not done anything mm-hmm. to impress me. He looks lost out there. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not sold that Colin Miller is uh, is has owns that sixth defensive spot yet. No. I Do you think he makes the roster, Bill Nemitz. I hope. I hope he does. The only reason that I wouldn't think that he would is because it is a lot to have Luke Hughes, who's only played in a handful of exactly. games, absolutely, who's played in a half of a season, and then you put him back there. I mean, that is a ton of youth on the blue line, and. While I think Nemitz and Luke Hughes are going to be good at playing downhill, it's in their defensive zone that is really going to be the struggle for them. Like, if they get hemmed in and they end up getting turned around in their own zone, like, I think that they they have the offensive ability and they have all the skills. It's just, you know, defensively, I want to see how they match up first. Yeah, when they have like NHL players on the ice, you know? I don't they think they're together though. You know, so maybe. Well, I don't think, think Nemitz definitely make makes them. I agree. Yeah, I, but I, th- I think he will be on the team before the season's over. I think he'll be a part of a team. I don't. I don't think he'll. Make, it's make a, it's 
It's for the exact reasons that you said, Bill. I mean, the guy, listen, he is a playmaker. He's fantastic with the puck. He's a great skater. Uh, he has great vision on the ice, but he also made a couple of mistakes in that game. Um, and, you know, that's the, you know, bad turnover in the defensive zone and stuff like that. And I think you're going to kind of, like you said, you're going to have your hands full a little bit, at least, let's say, the first 20 to 30 games with Luke and Kevin Ball back there really working that out. And I think Colin Miller, just being a veteran, they're going to want him back there just to maybe steady things. I agree with you, Tony. He's not going to stay down there all season. Um, whether it be through injury or just, you know, it's time to give this kid a chance. Once they get more established, if everything's going well, I would not be surprised they work him in throughout the year. And, and, you know, who knows what happens in the spring. But what a great, what, what a great fucking tool to have, right? Just sitting in there, you know, to be able to just pull uh, the second overall pickup and, you know, between him and and Hughes, when they find their game and they're on this team together, that blue line is going to be scary good. One one of the things that I brought up in my last podcast was it, it, like being a young player um, for Nemitz, it kind of lends himself to this team because he is already a really big kid. So like physicality, he's he's got the he's like six one. He's like one hundred and eighty five pounds or one hundred and ninety pounds. So he's got a, he's got some size. And his whole thing is he's a good skater, um, but he he's a, he's a very cerebral player. So he's like smart. He knows where to be on the ice. So I mean. If you have a team that could put up a bunch of goals in front of you, you know what I mean, and kind of shelter you, you put them on the as a you know the sixth defenseman, pretty much on the right side. And if you could shelter him, um, he has the size and he has the smarts and he has the the skating ability to where it, he they should be able to get him in the mix as the season goes along. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the one guy so that's we were, talk- we were talking about goaltending yesterday. Me and you off the record, we were saying you know how impressive Schmidt's been against the Rangers, which has been nice. You know? Yeah, Vitek Vanacek will not start a, a game for the New York Rangers as long as Schmidt and him are on this team together. There's just no way. It's, you know, Schmidt owns the fucking Rangers. He just plays so good against them. Um, but the one dude this preseason who I was very excited when we got him last year, didn't get to see him a whole lot. And now, you know, kind of seeing him fitting with this team is Curtis Lazar. And I am su- – that fourth line that played on the Rangers, uh, that with, uh, was McLeod, Nosek, and Lazar, they played very good. Sorry. They played really good. And it kind of gave a whole different feel of the Devil team from last year. Where the Devil team from last year, a lot of times, and we talked about it, they seemed like kids out there, you know, playing, and they were fantastic. But when you saw that kind of – when they played the Bostons and they played the Tampa Bays and when they played the Carolinas, especially in the playoffs, it seemed more, these were some men and some boys waiting to get there. But with like Lazar and Nosek in that lineup now, they have that veteran grit that they did not have last year. I think Curtis Lazar is going to be a huge part of this team this season, especially come playoff time. This team right now, the way it's built, I could not be happier, man. He had a goal tonight. Bizarre. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, and he didn't he have a goal in the Ranger game too, right? Or no, I think, I think he had two goal, goals. Oh, it was his first? Okay, my yeah, bad. I think this is my his bad. first, yeah. So, I mean, uh, and as far as, like you said, Schmidt's play and Vanacek's play so far has been outstanding. You know, I was looking at something today, there. Chris, after we talked about that yesterday. I was looking at some of these guys' records against these teams career-wise, right? So, Vanacek career-wise against the Rangers, is act, he's actually 7-3. and three. 11 starts, which I was kind of impressed by, you know, yeah. um, all season last year, he did great against them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he had, um, and what was Schmidt? I had Schmidt's on here too. Uh, he, well, he didn't play the Rangers actually last year besides the postseason. 
But uh, yeah, he's, I mean, they have a breakdown of what these guys' games are against, you know, every team they've played against. And it's crazy with Vanacek. He's actually 6-0 against the Devils. But uh, if you look at Vanacek, because he had such a strong season last year, his numbers are really high against teams. Yeah. It's like, you know. If you... Well, you know, let's jump up with what Biz said about the Rangers. Do you guys agree? I had said that I, in, on the show, that I can see five teams coming out of the Atlantic division and the Rangers maybe being on the odd man out in the Metro because I do think them and Pittsburgh are going to be neck and neck this year. Do you guys see the Rangers not making the playoffs? I still see them making the playoffs like we thought. Yeah, you think so? More likely they they still not. scare me. I think they could still go on a run, not as significant and long as they did last year, but enough to kind of propel them in points. Right. And yeah, I, mean, I think if we do play them in the first round, it's still another emotional round. We could be a far better team, but you throw that emotion in there, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy out. I don't think they have that pro- same problem next year. If they do play them in the first round, I don't think they have that same problem where it was they had nothing left uh, by the time the Carolina series I'm not around. saying they won't have nothing and left, but I've seen regular season games when they play, and it's still I a just, different level. I just see them managing things very differently this year as far as the Devils. They just seem so far and again you know it's four exhibition games they don't matter they don't mean anything but they just seem to be the little bit that we've seen they just seem to be a lot calmer a lot more oh, uh, poised yes that's the word poised thank you daniel hmm. so i mean i i don't know i just i, I just want a world where the devils win the metro and the rangers are on the outside looking in so let's you, just make you know, that happen it's, it's, you know it's I, possible you know what i look at is you look at like what just happened with vasilevsky and mm-hmm. Vasilevsky goes down. That Tampa team is a completely different team, and and hundred percent. Shesterkin literally, he, you know, Paul Vincent is an asshole, but he's right that Shesterkin literally carries that team on his back. And if God forbid anything ever happened to him, I mean, Jonathan Quick is their backup. Yeah. They're in big, big trouble. That's a right. slippery Absolutely. slope. Even now with Vasilevsky out, maybe, what, 20, 30 games maybe, I, I don't know if they can get back into it. I had them, you know, second in the Atlantic. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs now. I think that they just opened up a spot. Ottawa and Buffalo and Detroit are doing fucking backflips right now because of this. And their goaltending has such – there's like no – I was looking at their numbers. Like they have not played – the guy that's, I guess, next up, man, is like, what, he's played – Maybe twenty games in like. Yeah, I think a it was forty. Seasons. We were just looking at it. Yeah, yeah some some number like that. Um, you know. I mean, are they going to make a move for somebody? I'm sure they will. They have to. I'm sure and then you have Stamkos mean, not happy down there. There's yeah. they got problems in Tampa. Yeah, I think I mean if they can plug it in, you know, for a couple months. I mean, if he comes back, who knows how he's going to come back to? You just never know. I mean, I know they're they're really optimistic, and of course they have to be, you know. But you got to worry about that a little bit. Um, as far as the Rangers. You know, I always keep them in the back of my mind a little bit just because they're just a pain in the ass team for us. Um, but what's funny about Bill, what's funny about Bessonet is he, he only played like about like 200 games his whole career. Yeah, dude. Oh, he wasn't he's a very good player. He's yeah. Like, he's yeah. like such an influential hockey media guy yeah. at this yeah. point. You know what I mean? He's like um, the the dude who, what's his guy from the pizza, uh, eating the pizza. Like, well, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, the Marshall, noise. Pizza guy, yeah. yeah, he's kind of like that dude, you know. He's kind of got <laughs> yeah. that hockey influence now. Yeah, he's like if you were to like have him and then like Don Cherry and mix them together. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. like, right. Um, <laughs> my my point is like with with Vasilevsky is like if you rely so heavily on one player, you know that's what that's what's kind of cool about the Devils this year and like especially getting Timo Meyer and locking Brad up and even adding to Foley is 
if God forbid something was to happen and Jack Hughes missed it, you know, any kind of length of time or a Nico Heischer, we have enough we have enough depth and enough scoring power to where we can still contend. You know what I mean? If if uh, you know if Shesterkin goes down, the the, the Rangers season uh, they pack it up. So, Pack it up and go home. Now, and this is the first year, and uh, you know that I I can remember that. Yeah, I mean, last year, even if Jack goes down, you're in trouble. This year, it's different. I mean, with the, but I will say that on Monday, I'm going to the city, uh, to Madison Square Garden, where I will be slapping Uncle Pucker stickers all over that fucking place. Nice. So I'm just saying, <laughs> throwing that yeah. out there. <laughs> I went to the playoff games. Um, I went to Game Six there last. Oh, year. Oh, nice. And then I went to that both regular loss. season games too, um, and I was surprised. Like it was by far the most amount of Devils fans I've ever seen in the Garden. So that was oh, you went to it looked like that. Oh, that's right. Game six was at the Garden. I got yeah. you, you, oh, you went to the Garden, and there were, there were a lot of fans there, huh? I mean, yeah. they sounded like there was a lot. We got the Igor chant going um, in in the Garden, which was that's like great. that's awesome. Yeah, it was. Fun. That's awesome. So. All right. Uh, anybody else? Any takes on this before we jump into some other stuff? I just, you know, what do you guys? Any more thoughts? Ready for the regular season, man. Yeah. I just. What do you guys think? Like, I was telling my kid, I think maybe next game that'd be game five. Maybe we see at least like the top three lines maybe playing together, and then maybe ease in for for game six. Or do you guys see something different where maybe game six is the full squad? What do you think is going to happen? I mean, personally, I don't have a clue when it comes to Lindy Ruff and what he's going to do when he's with his lines. But, I mean, I would probably – so we have, what, the Islanders and then the Rangers? Is that how we're yeah. finishing up here? So, I mean, against the Islanders, I would probably, like you said, maybe put most of your starters in. But it depends on – it really depends on who they want to see. I mean, what guys are still on the bubble yeah. that they really want to see. Use this um, time to see, uh, you know – who can possibly fit. So I, I would be surprised if you don't see a final form team there, even up yeah. through game six. So. I mean, I didn't think of final form. I just kind of felt that they might do more of the definites for game five and open up game six to a couple more of those. Cause we don't have that many question marks. Well, so t- tell me, tell me what you guys think about this. This is something I planned on bringing up on, on one of my next episodes. I, I, I don't get the thought process between playing Nemitz with Weatherspoon and then playing Luke Hughes with. He was playing with Marino. Marino. No, he wasn't playing. <clears throat> no, I'm talking about in the preseason. So Ball played with Marino versus the Rangers. Ball, Ball and Marino are never going to play together. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't you at least get a look? Luke Hughes is going to make the team anyway. But, like, why wouldn't you have Luke Hughes play with Marino in the preseason and then play Nemitz with Ball? That's an excellent question. I guess, uh, I mean, it, it maybe just had to do with wanting to maybe see even more of Weatherspoon. I don't know. Um, they you know, I, like, they literally, they yeah. in the he was yesterday, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. They did there. fucking cut him. Maybe, they, well, maybe they saw enough. I don't think this team need to, yeah. needed to look at him, to be honest with you. You, you, you have six spots. It. You have people that you, you want to get in there, and he was never in anybody's, like, top ten to get on that. No, so it's kind of like a wasted opportunity. If you're mind. serious about getting a good look at Nemitz, play him with somebody who he could potentially play with during the regular season. Like right. Ball would have been a good opp- that would have been a great opportunity to really see what he was about. Now Nemitz is on this team, all right, Bill, and we're talking Hamilton, Hughes, Marino, Siegenthaler, Ball, and Nemitz, right? Now, how do you pair him up? Uh. 
I would go, I would go Dougie and Siegs and then Luke and, and Marino and then Ball and Nemitz. And obviously you could, if you wanted to, you could drop Siegenthaler down and have him play with Nemitz and you could move Ball up to play with Dougie. That's what I would do, but either yeah, I see. Fine. Either is fine. Um, but I mean, obviously, you're going to shelter the kid. You're going to shelter the kids as much as you can. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think I don't think it really matters, to be honest with you. I think after about maybe ten games into this regular season, Luke Hughes will not need sheltering anymore. I really don't. I think this kid is just going to be a natural out there. Yeah, he'll uh, be playing second pairing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be awesome to watch. Those Hughes boys are going to light it up this year. So, well, I'm going to do a quick little read before we get rolling. And we also have a devil you know tonight. Tony, you got news? Yeah, I got some stuff, actually. Yeah. Nice. Is there a dolphin? That'll be fun. Love is there a dolphin? No, 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 man. We're, we got no animals. Got you have no Tony. Tony we got some baby tossing, though. We have some baby tossing. Oh, yes. oh good. Yeah, leave, leave it there. Don't tell me That's more. That's fucking interesting. I'm excited now. What the hell you're talking about the whole time. That's a cliffhanger. Before we get some baby tossing. Yes. <laughs> so you got some baby tossing. In Florida. Real quick shout course. out here to our Hockey Podcast Network sponsor, the DraftKings Sportsbook. We are back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day, game day, not game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets, throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups, and walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings is not stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario, see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football turns for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. We're back. Jesus. I missed that. Could you do that again? (laughs) You can listen to the uh, playback. Chris even reads that little right. You know the little writing you see on all the things that you don't even want to read? Chris has to read that too. It's like everything. I've I've become a big time uh, fine print guy now. I just fucking whip out with a magnifying glass and I check it out. But... Um, we do have a devil you know. How about it, boys? Let's do it. Let's play a game. Play a game? I don't know. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Try it again. Let me know. You really think that I can get anything to fucking work tonight? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> what is, what this? is this? I think I just fucked something up. <laughs> oh, no. What, what am I doing? What is this? I don't know. I'm trying to get rid of it. It's, it's, <laughs> I guess it's not porn, right. at least. Ooh, we're still here. Wait, oh, it's still something early. happened. Don't I don't know. I could have just fucked up the whole show. It's very it's possible. I just did. All right. still recording. All right. You guys want to play a game? Let's play a game. <laughs> yeah, let's play a game. Or not. <laughs> we're going Shall we play There we go. Game? Whew. 
Gremlins are out tonight. Boys and girls, it is time for the Devil You Know on the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. (laughs) So, Bill, is the fart live better than listening to it? Yeah, Yeah, it is, right? All right, so the rules of the Devil You Know is that tonight, Dan will give us clues to a former New Jersey Devil player. Bill, Tony, Bobby, and myself each get three incorrect answers before we are eliminated. Um, and we can ask Dan any question we want. He can or cannot answer. It is completely up to him. So, Daniel-san, whenever you're ready, brother. Yes, yes. Uh, this former Devil is currently 53 years old and originally from Alberta, Canada. Any guesses? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to leave this one go for a yeah, Canadian hockey player? That narrows it down. Yeah. So. Ken Danico. Yes, that's it. No, we didn't. No, not Ken Danico. I was going to say, damn, you got to reveal Is he old? He's older than 53, right? I don't know. I don't know either. I would think so. I don't know either. He probably is. Um, okay. This, this player, though, was drafted in 1989 by Buffalo. Uh. He also has played for a total of six NHL teams between 91 and 03. So that's, you got a time frame there. Um, This devil's kind of unusual in that he's had, the way I counted it, four separate stints with the team. With the Devils. Um, With the Devils. Um, And I don't think he repeated any service on any other team. Just that he keeps coming back. He's like that old girlfriend. Yeah, or, that, or, or that old girlfriend. Um, but you know, it, it, what year was he drafted, Dan? Nineteen eighty nine. Eighty nine, yeah. So, uh, but he didn't, you know, get on an NHL squad till ninety one. So, okay, there you go. He uh, was traded away from New Jersey, uh, at, I think, the first time, uh, along with a very, you know, beloved Devil. That everybody might remember. A pretty big trade. Okay. And what year was that? That, I'm, I'm not going to give it away. Okay, you don't uh, have to answer it. Well, I'm, I'm just not entirely sure. I didn't put that in my notes, but I could find out for you. Um, we'll hold off on that for now. Okay. So, uh, but he did come back uh, to the Devils. And then, when he went away again, he was part of another Devils trade where, you know, a much more famous player than him or, you know, more beloved to the so organization. He, so, yeah, he's part of two trades away from the Devils where, along with him. Uh, a big went, name went. A bigger name. Yeah. So it's not Ken Danico. It's definitely not Ken Danico. Who the fuck <laughs> is this? All right. Why? I feel like with those clues, we should all know this. Well, you know. Yeah, it's it, always the ones that get you, though. This... Um, he is also has a, a fairly controversial inclusion of his name on the 2000 Stanley Cup. Christoph Oliva. Danton Cole. No. no and no. Oh, that was the 95. No, it was the 2000 Cup. Yeah, no, that was not. Like, no, 95 was Danton Cole. Oh, it was 95? No, so he, he has his name. Because he, he only played six regular season games that year and no playoff games. But yet he did make his name on. He didn't get his name on this. 2000 Stanley Cup. He was with the team. He's got a like total of 388 games played overall in his career, which remember was between 91 and 03. 
uh, NHL career, I should say. He played in Europe a couple of years after that. Um, okay. He scored uh, a whopping 23 goals in that time. Uh, did pick up 80 assists and has 103 points and 338 penalty minutes. He's six foot tall, shoots left. Is he a forward? Yeah. He's a defenseman. He is a defenseman. All right. Hmm. You have anything else? Last time, Alberta was basically for future considerations, not part of a big trade. Then he's he was uh, yeah from Edmonton actually, Uh, Edmonton, Alberta. This is four stints with the Devils, traded twice in a big monster trade with a more popular, better player. Drafted by Buffalo. Drafted by Buffalo in 89. Yeah, I wouldn't say call them monster blockbuster trades, especially that. But it was fan favorite. Fan favorite, yeah. Don't want to I think I, ha- I know one of the trades. I'm pretty sure I know one of the trades, but I have no idea right. if it is. I don't know who went with him. Jason Smith? No, that's a good guess. It was actually, I had him in my I like, head. I like that. Um, we did so, him already, though. Yeah, we did Jason Smith. That's yeah, true. that's true. Bill doesn't have all the man, ones that. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. When did he play with the Devils? Like his first. Well, the there was four times. So, right. yeah, the first time. Let's see if we can get that for you. Um, this was in the 99. No, I'm sorry. Nope, nope, nope. Not 99. And you said the 2000 Cup was the cup that he sh- well, he's on, but he shouldn't be? Yes. Well, exactly, but that was not his first stint. I believe that might have been his second stint. Uh, okay. To find this order of things. So, yeah, it looks like it was 97. 97. Yes. Uh, he played 13 games in 1997-98 season, actually, before uh, being traded. I have uh, a guess. Sure. I know I'm co- probably completely wrong. Is it Chris it. McAlpine? No, I like oh, the that guess, was 95 no. team though, right? That's two for wrong for me already. One more, I'm gone. Um, I'll give you right. another hint here. Please. He did play <laughs> eventually for the Devils in the playoffs. He, he played in the 2001 Stanley Cup Finals. He played in the Finals. He, he did. I, I don't have information on exactly how many games he's got. So play in the finals, 2001. Who the hell is that? Yeah, in 2000, he didn't even dress. So it wasn't, you know. Uh, but 2001, he, he did get some amount of games even into the finals. Oh, Jesus. Matvichuk? Nope. Nope. I have. Fo- following that, that summer, that you know, in that interim summer, he did sign on with the Islanders, but. Not to be uh, gone from the doubles uh, for good because he did come back in the 2002-2003 season. He played the whole year. uh, What, did he go to the Islanders for a fucking cup of coffee and then he was back? It it seems like that's what he kept doing. Kept leaving and coming back about four times in his career as I counted it. Demon. And by 2003, he left and he played uh, in Europe. Um, Can you tell us the teams he played on, the six teams he played on? Well, drafted by Buffalo, played with them, and then moved to Edmonton, St. Louis, 
they list devils here, but the truth is, I you know, there was a few times after that. Right. Uh, San Jose, San Jose uh, the Islanders were, and, and then of course back to the Devils. Yeah, so it was 16. the Islanders, the Sharks, the Devils, the Blues, the Oilers, and the Sabers. Those were his team. And you're sure team. it's not Pen Danico. And you're no, sure it's not. He might Pen be closer Danico. than you think, uh, but um, <laughs> it's not. It's not. A, it's not Dano. That's for sure. Wow, I feel like such an idiot. Do you have any more clues? What's he doing now? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know how deep my research went with this. I thought you guys would have got it by now. Uh, let's see. Uh, what, what is he up to? We even have an extra brain with us tonight and we can't even get it. (laughs) Yeah. I I stumbled onto a good one here, I guess. Uh, Let's see if he's got an Instagram. Let's check it out. I'll tell Um, you what he's doing now. All right. Let's like, all right. He doesn't have Instagram. Wait, wait, wait. Bill has a guess. Bill has a guess. What's that, Bill? Tommy Albaline. No, no, that's a good, good guess, but no. Yeah, that's probably a little. It's early, a little. Right? Yeah, he's a little yeah. bit before that. You know, it's the same thing with Danico. This, he had a longer career. So. Dan, who did he play mostly with? Like, did he have a like? Was he with Buffalo more than uh, Edmonton, or? You know, um, I guess as far as the most as many times, it was definitely the Devils. But let's let's see uh, what his longest continuous stint was. Yeah, definitely. Three hundred and eighty-eight games in league for six teams. Was on a cup team. Played in the 2001 finals. How many games did he play for the Devils? Did we know that? Like, was it 50? Was it like 100? Like, uh, I don't think it was 100. Um, so very little, was, even though it was yeah. four stints. Yeah, I mean, he's got 388 his whole career over six teams. So, you know, I'd be surprised if it was anything close to 100, maybe 50. Uh, uh, you got to give me uh, some time to find that. I don't have that. Who was on that? But who was that defensive Ken quarterback? Sutton? Oh wait, what was that? I thought I had the right answer. Kenny Sutton. That's wow! Right. I got one. We have a winner. That would have skipped my brain. I had to. Very that's nice, me. Bobby. Ken oh, Sutton. Thank you, Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. Holy nice. shit! Thank you so much for fucking putting Jesus. that thing to bed. Nice. Bobby's like, damn, Google works. <laughs> Bobby's got no one. Uh, it's wow. too total for the year. I totally <laughs> would. It. Never have thought Ken Sutton. No, yeah. he escaped right? from my memory. Too. Just looking over the rosters, I'm like, why don't I know this guy? He's been on a couple different, you know, teams that went far. Well, when you said Edmonton, I was kind of on Bills. I was like Jason Smith, but we already did that too. That's but if I popped my head with Edmonton too. I was like, you know, some good guesses, guys. I wouldn't have thought. I would never have gotten this one myself. That was a tough Just, one, dude. <laughs> Thanks for giving it to us. <laughs> yeah, next time we want like this guy wore number four. He had a C on his chest, <laughs> something nice and easy, you know? So, all right. Uh, Want to do some news, Tone? What's going on in the world? Sure, sure. Let's give it a try. Coming to you live from the Uncle Pucker's news desk in a basement somewhere in Lithuania. Sports, politics, current events, and entertainment. <laughs> It's the news of the day with Tony A. All right, we'll get back to hockey at some (laughs) point, but, you know, I I like these are our fun Saturday shows. All right. All right, Tone. First, Ty Smith was placed on waivers in Pittsburgh yesterday. Uh, He had signed a one year deal in the offseason. That guy, I just, I feel bad for Ty Smith. You know, he's 23. When he first came up, I I was kind of thought he was going to be a promising player, but I just, I don't know if he's an NHL or. Mm. You know, so I mean, 
We were at his first game, Bob. Um, yes. The first game he played. And, uh, yeah, he looked good. I mean, that was his rookie year. He, you know, he was that budding star that, and then his sophomore year, man. And, uh, he was the one, like, assisted on Bratz goals because we were like, you know, who are yeah. these two? Basically? Who are these guys? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that was Heischer's first game, Bratz's first game. Butcher yep. was on that team. Another guy that, you know, we thought we had, had something with. Uh, that didn't work out, but you know, so and nobody picked him up off waivers, so he's just a UFA right now. Yeah, I guess he still gets paid, right? I mean, he still gets Maybe, that contract. Yeah. It depends yeah. if it was guaranteed yeah, so, or yeah. not. Yeah, he, uh, you know, in the NHL, he's what he's he's only he's only played a handful. Of, besides with the Devils, man, basically he played nine games, I think, with Pittsburgh for like we had like one goal. I didn't uh, even know anyone wants to pick nine. him back up. Yeah, and so no one's picked him up yet, but he uh, just yesterday he got cut. So, but he's just. You know, I feel no, like I mean, does anyone here think we should throw him back in the organization? No. no. Nice. That the was thing, very quick no. <laughs> the thing with Ty Smith is he's scared to turn his back to the play. So, like, when they throw the puck into the corner or throw the puck behind the net and he has to, like, turn his back, he's scared when people are barreling down, barreling down on him. And then he that, just makes just horrible. That doesn't seem like a good trait to have as a defenseman. Just yes, that, he <laughs> goes into you know self preservation mode and just right. like Turtles. doesn't even look up. Just he goes down on the ice and tucks his head. Yep. and he's just like no. Well, you know, I mean, talk about cutting your losses soon. I mean, it's like crazy because if this team was nowhere near as good as we are, or we're on that trajectory, then he'd still be with the Devils. <laughs> you know, it was just yeah. got to you know because that we really that one year. I don't know if he looks like a star his rookie year on a good team. I don't know. I think he might have, you know, it seems like he looked like a star because he was on a shit team. I think we were looking for anything, right? You're looking yeah. for when you have pairing those rosters. With, you're looking uh, for anything that has a Ty Smith to it. and Severson as a pairing. That was like so brutal. Yeah. As far as in your own end mistakes. Bef- when you saw that, that pairing, it was like guaranteed own goal or something just horrible was going to happen. Before we roll to your next news story, Bill, what were your thoughts on Damon Severson as a devil? I actually, I was one of the people that defended Severson a little bit. I think that big right-handed defensemen are is the, one of the hardest positions in the sport to come by. Um, he made a lot of bonehead plays. He was he was good for that, but at, at, in the big scheme of things, the Devils never put a team around him either. They always asked him to play Very over true. the head, and um, he had a really nice stretch pass. He had a good he had a good first pass. Um, we got to see some of what could have been in the playoffs. He had a very good playoffs, and I, you're right. I mean, it was I, I. I was always hard on him, but the truth is, it was not a very good team, and he was not the person to be that stalwart, you know, rock back there either. You know, so it was a two way street. Same thing, and it's 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 not fair. I mean, he's getting paid like it, but let's be real. I thought he was one of the better right-handed last pairing defensemen in the league last year. Sure. I mean? right. like, that's where he belonged. Like, yeah. And, but, but you can't really pay a defenseman to be your sixth defenseman, $6 million a year, right. if, you know? So, and, uh, and, and I, think, I think he's gonna have a problem in Columbus this year playing alongside Wierenski. I mean, Wierenski's good, but he doesn't play very well on his own end. And Severson's going to be asked to do a lot of things that we've seen in the past for, you know, a long time that it, He's punching out of his weight class. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Because, yeah, as a third pairing guy who gets, you know, the least amount of ice time, who's not asked or expected to do the, the heavy lifting, he was very good. 
Um, you know, you throw him out on a power play, he can make some, you know, he can, he can do some stuff on that second unit, whatever, but he was not a top guy and uh, Columbus paid for a top dude. And, uh, you know, like you said, him and Lorensky together, I, I mean, I think Columbus has, has more problems than most people don't want to start admitting because it's still Columbus can make that jump. Columbus can make that jump. I see Columbus as a bit of a fucking dumpster fire right now. Yeah. One of, one of the things surrounding Severson when he was here too was there was that like lack of effort that he acknowledged and even admitted towards the end of one of the seasons. I think it was two years ago where he, he brought up that the room kind of gave up at one point. And that's something, if you're going to be one of the veteran players in the locker room that you don't want to hear from a guy who's looking for an extension, you know what I mean? So, no. um, and the fact that he allowed it to happen, you know, yeah, that's I, the other thing. I, I question his intensity at times. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it could definitely, that warrants it. I, I, I was not Tony and Bobby were receivers. They were very similar to your way of thinking. Dan and I were pretty much out. Uh, last year, again, I thought I, he was for what he was asked to do. He did it. And, you know, that's all I could ask, but no, for where the devils took him, where they expected him to be, where he was most of his career, just, I don't think it worked out. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'll be fair with him though. He did have a great playoff. So he did have a great playoff in the right spot. Like you said, you know, six defenseman, he can add a lot to your team in that role. Uh, you know, provided it's that role. And he's, what a fucking, you know, pretty versatile too. Like he, he could play, he could quarterback a power play. He could yeah. play a penalty kill. Like he could do a lot of things. Like he's got size, but yeah, he just, he would make the biggest goofball mistakes. Yeah. Like, I think all of Damon Severson's. Yeah. I think all of Damon Severson's issues were between the years. I, I don't think it had anything to do with physical, physical, um, you know, ability. But I, I just, it, but Tom Fitzgerald, I tell you, I mean, talk about really throwing a guy a huge bone right before you, <laughs> right before you uh, send him out. You know, signing him for a big contract that you knew that Columbus was willing to pay him. Like that's the thing. Like with Graves and Severson. I'm glad that where they ended up, I'm glad that those two dudes got termed, that they got paid. You know, it's kind of like, that's, that's good to hear. You know, they, they, I liked Graves a lot, not as much as some people on this show, but I liked them a lot. Um, you know, and, and, but the other thing we were talking a little bit with the Nemich thing, you know, do you think that the subtraction of Severson and Graves and then plugging them in with, like you said, the two young guys, do you think that is a bit too much to be asked for on Nemitz though? I know we kind of discussed it a little bit earlier, but like just in all, like do you, what you've seen, do you think he can handle it so far? I'm just curious what you guys all think. Hard to know. I mean, we're going to have to see like regular season. Preseason left that undecided, I would say, you know, like he, it might be a little too soon for him. You know, he's is he the guy for the, these? Seem like he's going to jump in there like Luke Hughes. Who, right, who does but is, nobody's. Is, gonna, I haven't seen a defenseman jump into NHL play like that ever. Is he so, a guy that in the next two preseason games you guys are most excited to check out to see, or definitely. is there anyone else curious? I, he's my most exciting player to see. I I'm like way higher on Nemitz than I think most people, um, and I actually think that he. He's been playing in big games over and over and over. He was, you know, I think he was the captain of the Slovakian team, yeah, uh, World Juniors. So, like, this kid has played some big-time minutes in the past two years especially to where he just seems really mature. 
he's very i mean when he has the puck he's very calm he does not look overwhelmed he he's you know he processes the game and slows the game down like one of the famous quotes that uh fitzgerald said was like he plays a game in a rocking chair and it's like he allows the play to develop in front of him and he hold he holds on to the puck um i just i i would be lying if i was to tell you that i wasn't a little concerned about our back end um just because I don't see anybody that has stepped up to really grab the bull by the horns when it comes to being the sixth defenseman, you know what I mean? And there's a couple, there's a couple of players that could fight for that position, but I, I think Nemitz looks pretty poised for a kid, um, and it depends on what they want to do. But I'm excited to, yeah, I want to, I want to see him get time with somebody that's actually an NHL player playing next to him. Yeah, that's a good point. And up to the other end, I want to see more of Clark. I, I, you know, I wasn't like bowled over, but I always liked, you know, hearing about him. So I want, I would like to give it another shot. I don't know if I see him with the team. You know, the thing but. with Clark, like we talked about, it was, you know, we were just kind of talking during the summer, like is Graham Clark possibly going to push Alex Holtz in that, uh, for that spot? You know, uh, I didn't see, uh, they are light years apart this preseason in my eyes. I would like, say so. I yeah, would say Alex Holtz is so far Holtz ahead of him. Yeah, he looks, Holtz looks good. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy to see that. I wasn't sold on Holtz at all. Neither was I. Uh, but, you know, I, I like what I've seen so far. Clark's turned the puck over a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a problem. Yeah. I, I like that he can bring a, a different kind of, you know, style to this team that if it is not a problem, it would be a nice fit. And yeah, I would just, like that. You know? It just doesn't feel like his year. You know, sometimes it just feels like there's a natural step in. And everybody knew this year if Holtz at least played up to his – near potential, that was going to be his step in. And he's now proving it. So it kind of just pushes Clark out uh, for now. Like, we don't yeah. know what's going to happen next year, but I think it's just not the year. It just doesn't feel right. Like, all everyone talked about the whole offseason, you know, with the top six was, you know, what they can do, all the guys on it. Nobody, and not national media, not and nobody, no podcast. We're talking about Holtz up there. And the the fact of, like, if he is – Well, I no, no, no. I, other, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying the fact Just of, like, of like everyone looking at, like, okay, they're going to get, you know, tons of scoring from these guys. Like, Holtz's name wasn't mentioned no, I hear, I hear in that saying. group. Yeah. And now I can see uh, uh, this season playing yeah. out where Holtz is right up there with these Mercer guys. Mercer was slotted and, into right. that right yep. role on the top six. Nobody even mentioned Holtz. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I kind of look at it like this way. Everybody that plays with Nico ends up playing above, you know, plays above expectations. That's so true. There's, if, if Holtz can't play with Nico, why would we think that he'd be able to play with Halla on the third line? You know what I mean? So that's the way I was looking at it. And I was also looking at it like if you were to move Mercer down, think about the matchup between having a, a Palat, Halla, Mercer line, what that our, our third line would be so deep. And also, if Mercer's production slipped a little bit this year, we'd be able to save some money on AAV, maybe signing him to a long-term contract. You think that's all part of it? Put him in a put him in a put him in a spot to fail, and then we don't have to pay him a whole lot of money. It's fucking Machiavellian. It's the producer's producer's plot, you know. Well, to to fully, you know, he's not signed next year, so Mercer might be playing in the top six next year anyway. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And, uh, you know, and Toffoli does what we think he's going to do this year, man. I think Tom Fitzgerald will be whipping the checkbook out in January, waiting to lock I that dude up. going to be a big addition, man. I think he is like – what an under-the-radar thing, too. But that guy is just a big addition. Um, 
You're a big so addition, next, Tony. That's right, buddy. We love you. So you got so Zuccarella signed a two-year, $8.25 million deal with Minnesota. Um, yeah, I saw that. He was in the final year of his contract, I guess. Uh, so, and they also signed was it Marcus uh, Felino also to a four-year, $16 million contract. He's 32 now. So they, so obviously, you know, they Minnesota, what do you guys think they're going to be like this year? What's your expectations uh, for them? I mean, me personally with Minnesota Wild, they, um, you know, they, they've, they don't have anyone that can score. That's the problem. I mean, it really does come down to the fact that they don't have goal scorers. They've been a defensive team since their inception. And, uh, you know, I know, uh, uh, what's his fuck up there? Um, the hell's his name? Uh, Kaprizov, you know, he's amazing. Absolutely. But they don't have a supporting cast. Uh, think they have solid goaltending. I think they can, you know, they're one of those teams that if they get hot at the right time, I think they can do some damage in the playoffs. I do. I can see a world where that happens, but they got to start just, you know, stop playing just two, one games, three, two games. Like they have to get some offensive uh, capability or you're not going to be able to keep up with the, you know, Edmontons and Colorados and Dallas's and Kings and all those other teams out West. But I like the wild, uh, you know, I like, I, I like that defensive style, you know, and uh, I, I'd like to see him do something more than just fail in the first round. But what do you guys I've think? I've always seen him as the junior devils. And going back a little to like bit, Miami right? Being over there yeah. too, it's kind of like they're just following in the footsteps of Big Brother. Well, Big Brother's changed, and I think they need to do that too. Right. Um, I think they're going to be one of the tougher teams to play. You know, maybe maybe a top 10, 12. Yeah, pain in the ass team, right? Yeah, pain in the ass to play, yeah. but um, it's not going to get them far enough until they start throwing some offense out there. Yeah. Even as I heard today on the broadcast, way too many times, these are not your daddy's devils or whatever it is. And I'm like, yeah, it hasn't been that way for you know, several years. It's just that we're way better. Well, first now. of all, who are they talking to? Because the devils weren't even around when my dad was my age. So, like, I mean, who are they talking to? Your dad's devils were the Rangers. That's right. Yeah, that's true. How about Wilder, you, Bill? The Wild are like the Islanders of the Western Conference. Yeah, totally. Yep. It's a that's a good that's a very good way to put it. Yeah, just structure, shut you down, slow the game down, like all the stuff that we know a lot about. Yeah, it's just hard to win that way, uh, you know, in an NHL today. Uh, and you can still, you know, like you said, give the opponents a, a hell of a time in a playoff series because playoffs is where it tightens back up. But you know, to amass points and really go to distance, and it, that's tough to do. Uh, you know with that style anymore. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't see it being super successful, uh, without enough goal scoring in today's NHL. And you they, never know. Things go back to ch- with changing a little bit. And let's be honest. Um, the, the defense won the last, uh, Stanley cup, you know, uh, it wasn't all, it definitely so, will might see the you pendulum know? swinging back yeah. a little bit. You know, that's yeah. league is cyclical. Yeah, look at like Carolina, Vegas, Florida. I mean, right. they all play very good defensive games. And Florida's yeah. that pain in the ass team that's just going to grind you down, and that's how they got so far and had such a spectacular year. You know, and, and I see the Devils this year being capable of playing that type of game where they can be pains in the asses with guys like Lazar and Nosek and you know even Palat and Mercer and Meyer. I can see them, you know, hopefully adding that bit to their game. I mean, they don't have to. They're not going to be the you know like you said like Florida and stuff. They don't have to be. But yeah, if I they can add about, like, that element to their game, grit, Dude, like are, like I see those guys that you mentioned. Well, as, yeah, like, you're right. I mean, those guys are going to play the gritty game. 
The Swiss Miss is still going to crumble every time he gets well, punched you know, in the face. I don't want to pick on anybody, but I know you're talking about there. <laughs> I cracked the code. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, I just think that uh, it, we're going to need a team-wide buy-in. for, And it's way too early to be talking about playoffs. So I'll save it. Playoffs? Every show until the playoffs, which is, you know, playoffs come and we're going to need a team-wide buy-in to the gritty style of play that guys that you just mentioned that are in addition to this team need to kind of put their imprint on, maybe not as cult-like as uh, they did in Florida around uh, Kachuk, but, you know, like uh, we're not going to get that kind of, uh, you know. That kind of, no, but we're, we're going to evenly kind of spread out that, that grit, though, now. There's pretty right. much a person so. on each line that can take a little bit of that, and then you go to the defensive side. Kevin Ball looks like he's ready to rip people's heads off, so that's awesome. Just definitely a little more. Yeah, you have to add that because I think when you and you have to learn how to play like that consistently because the I think the one of the big reasons why we got butt fucked at home in games one and two against the Rangers was because we went out there and really tried to be a team we weren't. We were going to so start hitting right. everything and start doing it. Like, yeah. then finally, when they got back to their really game, they, yeah, crazy. yeah, they win the series. But if they can play consistently throughout the season to, you know, put that physical element into their game on a nightly basis right. and come to playoffs, you just jack it up a little and you don't look like a bunch of right. fucking spazzes like, out there. Like they did in those first just turn on, you know, like in, in a right. way, uh, way that's just like out of nowhere. I hope they grow that all season. And, you know, look, they're going to be that team that's just scoring beautiful goals. Yeah. And you get lost in that, right? And you don't have to be the gritty team when you're up by five. You know, like that's going to happen some nights. But I hope that they can, you know, weave that into their whole style a little yeah. bit more. When we go into the playoffs, we see a team that's a lot more, you know, it's organically like coming out gritty when they need to, which is the playoffs. Phil, here's a question because, Noah, I know what we all think because we talk about it all the time. But don't you believe, like one thing we were really missing last year or was just – it was so obvious, like our dudes would get knocked down in the crease and no one would do shit. I mean, there wasn't even a look like we weren't even getting in their faces. Like you even see guys who are pretending to be fighters getting in people's faces. But we had we were just skating away. Um, I felt like that was a huge problem. And I think it's obviously in the playoffs, it's going to be even a bigger problem. Um, well, how did you feel about that? Did you notice that was a big issue last year with the team? Yeah, that was, that was a huge issue. We didn't have anybody to clear the crease or anything. I do think that with ball having a little more experience and being a little more comfortable and not having to look over his shoulder to see if he's going to lose his, you know, be watching games from the press boxes. I think you're going to see him be a little more physical this year. He's going to, you know, part of being physical, um, like during the game, not so much after the whistle, but during the game is you kind of lend yourself to being caught out of position. You know what I mean? So he, he took that out of his game a little bit, but, you see how he's improved with his skating. I think you're going to see him throwing his body a lot more, but also I think you're going to see him clearing the front of the net and getting in people's faces. I mean, that dude is a beast. Another guy who, I mean, I think the upgrade when it comes to toughness and sandpaper and physicality and experience is the upgrade from Yegor Sharangovich to Tyler Toffoli Big is time. huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sharangovich was soft as shit. Yeah, he was. I mean, it's boy to men there, you know, like definitely. Tyler Toffoli is literally the exact opposite. He's a grown man who has won a Stanley Cup, who will go to the hard areas of the net. He knows how to play the game the right way, I think. I think, like, a guy like him, I mean, and obviously a full season of Timo, 
Yeah. We could add a little bit more identity to to the team. You know what I mean? And that's what – yeah, that's exactly – because, you know, everyone, like Dan said, everyone knows they're going to score tons of fucking goals. But, like, if yeah. you can if you cannot be pushed around so easily by most teams, that goes a long way, especially in the postseason. So I totally agree. Kevin Ball should be knocking people's fucking heads off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, our next story. It was actually a cool one because I, I'm. Is the baby you know, one? We live in a, not the baby it's one. It's not, not the baby oh, one yet. Come on. Yo, baby dolphin. Can I? Can I cut you off one second? Can I? Absolutely. Tell you what my my favorite story was from your yeah. from your <laughs> news breaks. Oh yes, please. I'm trying, I think about, I know what it is. You know what it is? Some dolphin fucking. It was about the manatee that raped the its manatee. Body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, dolphin that, manatees. That still haunts Same. me. That's that's a haunting story. I, I mean, what kind of conditions were these manatees living? You know, it, I don't. It doesn't escape me that this was in a tank. You know, I don't think they would have done this in the wild. But I'm going to tell you right now: if I put you and your brother in a jail cell for 30 years, bad things might happen, and it's an ugly truth. I'm not going to say it's just manatees doing this. <laughs> this is fucking Jesus. deep. It's, right. it's dark. It's very dark. It is a very dark story, though. Yeah, yeah of man. course. Hey, Anytime. No, and... You can't pick up a, a dead dolphin, too, right? That's uh, No. That's, Apparently, that's their lungs heavy. will collapse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, yeah. Uh, Tony, you got a lot of you got a lot to live up to tonight with this baby story. I know, so. man. I need to look it up really fast now. So this, this one's a cool one because nobody stays with their team anymore. Everyone bolts eventually. That's usually the way. Um, Michael Backlund, 34 years old, signed a two-year extension with Calgary. I know they really wanted to get that done. Um, they also named him the captain. Uh, he was our 24th pick in the 2007 draft. He's 34 years old now. Um, he's going to be making, I guess, 4.5 a year. Uh, he's played 908 games with them, 185 goals, 307 assists. And I just thought I like the – I think he's going to play his whole career there, and I think that's a rare thing these days. It's going to become even more rare. So that's just a cool – you know, I don't know what you guys. I, I there you go, there you go. That's for Bob Backlund. Yeah. Bob. <laughs> okay, baby tilting. What do we got? No, we're gonna we're gonna go to the well, human no, that's suck baby. portion. We're go, what's got two? What we get? He's, the what portion? Nice, but uh, the people suck portion. Okay, I mean, this is a good. I didn't yeah. fucking do that. <laughs> Gremlins. <laughs> this is craziness. Anybody else want right. to play admin next show? Holy <laughs> shit, man! Please. Uh, yeah, throw that at Houston. There, just, <laughs> just banging them out. The, the, the goal, the goal <laughs> siren's gonna happen again now. <laughs> Some video's gonna pop up. All right. So what do we got okay. in Houston, Texas? Houston, Houston, Texas. Authorities released video this week, almost two years after a Jack in the Box employee pulled out a gun and opened fire on a family during a dispute over curly fries. According to the police, the situation took place in March of 2021. So, wait, family. I just the employee <laughs> did this? The employee shot? Yeah, so basically what happened, so I know without having to... So I was just thinking in my head, how is up. anyone going to make a joke out of this? And then Dan just did. <laughs> the family pulls up, right, to the thing. With it's, it's a six-year-old and a mom and a dad. Right. Um, and I guess, you know, they basically ordered a couple meals and pulled away and pulled back around and said they had no curly flies. So the employee basically curly flies. Ketchup, they ordered curly, curly flies? Curly flies. That's disgusting. Taking ketchup and ice and started throwing it at them through the window and then pulled out a gun as they pulled away. And well, that's the out. normal escalation from ketchup and whatever <laughs> you throw at them. Of course, after the PC hits them in the head, you have to shoot them. 
Yeah, so she, so then now they're suing the Jack in the Box. Oh wait, no, so they all live. No. Everybody's okay. Every, everybody's everybody's alive. But they okay. asked, but the Ford was the lady's name who pulled out the gun and shot. Had pleaded guilty. It was a woman. Conduct. It was a woman. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so a very large woman served the uh, she served a year of probation. Uh, well, that explains and, it. <laughs> What's that have to do with anything, Tony? But now, but now they're suing. But well, they found she served a year of probation for the first charges, and then they found out she had she made terrorist threats in 2012. And now she's Jack in the Box doesn't team. vet their employees very well, do they? Wasn't Jack? Was they Jack have a second chance place, program, apparently. Was Jack in the Box the place people got poisoned at in the eighties? Do you remember there was like a big poison? Like a I've never eaten at a Jack in the Box. <laughs> there in no, California. I, no <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, once I, I was out in uh, I forget what. Uh, yeah, California. I was uh, near um, Joshua Tree. I tried. I tried one out there. That's the In Out Burger world, world, though. Out there, have you guys? Have you guys had In Out Burger? No, yeah, no, they're no. out there. We just established yeah, it's that. It's huge. It's huge in Los Angeles. So you've had it, Bill. Yeah, it's a yeah, big it's fucking big. deal, right? It is. It's a big deal. It's it's banging too. It's good. Yeah. In and Out Burger is on my bucket list. It has been for a very long time. One day Apparently, I will eat I just a need burger a Wawa one. burger now. So they they're a, pretty good too, man. They have a hidden menu, so like you, you yeah. Like, well, I gotta find it. Like I walk in, I got to start looking under toilet seats and shit for the fucking menu. You got to Google, you got to Google what you want before you go. So you know what, the, what, but you know how much that pisses off the employees when some jerk off comes in and orders off the fucking but hidden menu. Bill's right though. It's a known thing though. It's kind of a known thing. It's not a big, it's not a big deal. All right, because like, I'm in the food business, and I know the idea of people coming in being like, well, this is on your online hidden menu. I'd be like, well, fuck you. I didn't prep for that shit Chris, today. And then Chris pulls out a fucking gun and starts shooting at him. So this is where Again, this all ties in together. Natural escalation. Yeah, but no, he's right, because in App Burger, the, there is like a special menu, but most people know it, so there's a certain way you order it. Okay, so it's, shit, it's, you know? this isn't secret. I, think I mean, it won't be anymore now that you threw it out over the airwaves to our three listeners. So it's on brand, though, you know, like they're, they're kind of like that weird Joker kind of thing, feel vibe. So if you go there and get shot in the face instead of curly fries, I think that's on brand. Would you say like that make, make they're fun. like our White Castle? I mean, no. not not as far as food, not as far as food, as far as ambiance. Ah, boy, I don't know. It's been so many oh decades since I've been inside of White Castle. What's going on in there? Funny stories from that White Castle on 37 at like 3 o'clock in the morning. That's the one. Uh, that, that, we'll share one. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember one night leaving leaving the bars in Seaside, and uh, I lived in uh border of Tom's River and Lakewood, and me and my buddy – he who shall not be named stopped at White Castle and we ordered about enough fucking food for a small village. I know I woke up the next morning completely hungover, just opened up my truck door and all these empty fucking White Castle boxes just started falling out. We must have eaten like 30 burgers in the fucking truck on the way home. That was the last time I ate White Castle. I'm sure night. they... Yeah, the White Castle was great at the late night, but I'm sure it's one up in prices and stuff. Because, you know, you even go to – I remember Taco Bell, you get a bag of tacos back in the day for like five bucks, and now it's like 45 bucks for like a, a bag of shit. You know, it's crazy. Things You're crazy, so much. A crazy, you know. Damn inflation. Yeah, it is definitely. Inflation. Tacos are too fucking expensive. <laughs> also in the news, inflation is up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, and our last story is at a Daytona Beach. Wait, you don't have the Lauren Bo- you don't have the Lauren Boebert story in this. Like, no, but Dan, you got to go. Did you guys hear that? that? I don't even know it. 
She's a congresswoman. Well, you went to the movies with your girlfriend, Lauren, right? And what happened, Chris? Well, we went to see a play, and she it was a play, not a movie. jacked me off in the theater. I felt her <laughs> boobs. We were vaping weed the whole time. Oh, and then we got kicked out. Okay. And did I mention that I, I, she was a congresswoman? <laughs> this is crazy. And this is okay. Like, this is so okay. Nobody's even talking about it. What's that? I'm okay with it. There's an actual billboard up in Colorado. I'll send it to you guys. And it's literally, it's this woman will jack you off in a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> for a good time. time. How do you not vote for that? How do you not vote for that? You know, I mean, get that or some crusty old guy. I mean, you got to go for that. If yeah, you know, Tone, apparently those are your only two options. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll take the she, congresswoman. She's fucking nuts, man. I, that yeah, the whole the whole video is online, which is you know something you can watch if you wanted to. You porn, <laughs> basically, <laughs> you want to watch Congresswoman porn. You want to watch? It's called End of Empire. That's what it's called. Yeah. Now I'm sad. Thanks, Dan. Don't be sad. Here we go. Tony, back to we will always have Canada to escape. It's always in the Florida. Florida. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's always the saving grace, right? We don't live in Florida. And Tony is a Florida man. He is our Florida man. I mean, you've been a Florida man for many years. Yeah, you are. We have a very Lithuanian man. My brother lives in Florida, and so actually, my dad does too. He's like a snowbird. So one of my brother's employees, somebody he worked with, did you hear about that guy that, like, ate the bath salts and then, like, ate a guy's food? Yeah, yeah, like a, a few yeah. years ago, right? Knew. He was, like, connected to them somehow. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I was like, like, dude, what is going on down there? Joe, he ate Joe the guy's face in the middle of the day. Here? Yeah, like, like under a bridge, right? Yeah, under the bridge. Like, like a fucking troll. It's like fucking noon. There's a fucking dude eating the dude's face. It's he like... ran up on this. Like, they were, like, sitting in the driveway having beers, and this guy just, like, came running up on him and then, like, hit him in the head with a hammer and then, like, ate him <laughs> Now that, no. pulling a gun is the appropriate response, not when somebody complains that they didn't get their curly fries. You think, wow. think he planned on eating the face that day? Or he just was, like, he looked down in his hand, and there was a hammer. He's like, I don't know, and he just took off. <laughs> I, I don't think his he first mistake it. was eating the bath salts. That, that was, was the first the mistake. That was right. <laughs> you know, Jesus. salt zombies and hand jobs. Uh, Daytona Beach, Florida. Two women face charges. That's the title of the show: day. Zombies and Handjobs. <laughs> <Zombies. laughs> I tell you what, you get a lot we, of hits for guess, that. Though. Don't forget it is October first. So zombies and the- handjobs and Bill. It was your podcast, Bill. Yeah. Yeah, and and then I get the letter from the Hockey Podcast Network asking us to kindly remove our shit. (laughs) So, all right, last story. Okay, Daytona Beach, Florida. Two women face charges after police say they tossed a baby around outside of a Daytona Beach bar on Thursday. (laughs) This isn't a ball. Listen, I have a problem with the story because I'm a father of four, and I would constantly, when the kids were little. Throw them up in the air and catch them again. It's a little worse than that. I like doing it. Oh, oh they weren't more. Yeah, let's let's go after, deeper. After curb stomping the child, no more. Oh, I'm not. I'm not wrong on you. <laughs> pull it, pull it. You said like tossing the kid around, and I figured no. it was just you know. Like, what the? <laughs> can we just? What the? Like, 
American <laughs> History X. Kinda, exactly. What happened? I wasn't even thinking like that. I mean, I was just thinking of the, the teeth on the curb. But Ooh, dude, <laughs> I just watched oh, The Walking Dead like this week with my wife, and there was a zombie, and they put his teeth on the curb and kicked his face in. I watched the worst fucking movie last night in the history of movies. Did you guys like ever, there's just nothing on. Everything is like, you know, you put on is either fucking depressing or stupid. So you just put on garbage. Okay. (laughs) But I purposefully put this movie on and it was the Meg 2, right? Oh, right, right. Dude. For Megalodon, the big shark movie, right? Yes. Giant shark. Um, But... It was the worst fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. There was perhaps one cool scene, right? Which, of course, made no sense. And I'll just tell you, you're talking, so they're, they're, they're trying to get somewhere. They're like a million feet underwater. Of course, they're totally fine and have all the protection. So don't worry about Jason Statham. He lives. So <laughs> so they, they the woman, she get, they get attacked by a bunch of megalodons. A woman's whole face shield gets cracked, right? And they're rushing to a shelter and they get in. They're waiting for it to pressurize, but it's cracking and cracking. Now they're, you know, thousands of feet underwater. So the thing cracks and her head just fucking explodes right off of her shoulders. <laughs> it's worth fast forwarding that or finding that scene online. But do not watch that movie at all. That bad? Pretty oh sure God. her whole body would explode. Well, no, they only showed her head. Remember that when his head explodes? Yes, so, I do. Big trouble in Little China. So, yeah. What happened with the baby throwing? So, the, so they're taught. So, police responded to a call and a disturbance, obviously, outside the Coyote Ugly Saloon, which I think that like it's a movie like from the movie. Problems. Yeah, from the movie. There's actually bars in Florida called this. Is one in New York? Could City be worse. Where, they could have started a hockey team. There you go. Uh, no one would come. Um, so they were lo- located at C- 512 Seabreeze Boulevard in Florida at 12.30 a.m. they went there. Witnesses recorded the event, confronted the ladies, uh, 19-year-old, I can't even pronounce her names, LaFoe and Sierra, who was 20, who uh, now faced child cruelty charges. The woman grabbed the baby and tossed, tossed them around. Police said they watched the video where they saw the ladies basically taking the baby and hanging it over by its ankles over cement and throwing it around and swinging it. <laughs> Were the they playing cornhole with it? They had it by the ankles over concrete. Um, so the baby was taken to the hospital with injuries, but it's okay. But the women are obviously... Which baby was this? Was this their baby? Uh, One of their babies, yeah. This is just oh, a yeah. fucked up story. Well, it's kind of sad, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, bit of a bummer. That's yeah, yeah. Because all I think about is that kid's fucking life from here on out, right? Yeah. Like you know yeah. that fucking kid's yeah, life that's... is fucked. You know. And then you look back, right? You like you get older, and you, you maybe apparently you don't know, and then doesn't you... have no. anyone that doesn't know that you shouldn't throw him around like a fucking beanbag. Like it, that kid's fucked. That's, that's... Hey, mom. The kids like, at school are telling me that you were throwing me around outside of Coyote. You know like, what? Then the baby gets some kind of skills from this, like you know, because like, we've never done that kind of. But maybe, right. you know, the kid grows up to be an acrobat. Possibly. Possible. It, it might have unlocked something. Go, thanks, Mom. All right. For that. Yeah. that's. Uh, I don't know if they'll ever say thanks, yeah. Mom, but I, I'm willing to take that slight bit of optimism that this kid's going to be all right. So, well, I'll take that. He's going to be the greatest acrobat in the world. Acrobat, I said. Acrobat? She's a fucking robot. I am an acrobat. acrobat. <laughs> he got robot limbs after the injury. <laughs> I got a question. Did you yes. guys, when you guys had the Brew Jacket podcast on, was it on video like this? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know them? 
That dude, that dude sounds like a poon hound. He probably gets all the ladies. <laughs> I wonder what. Yo, we should do a, we should do a full show together then. We'll get all three. I'd, I'd love to have this seven? happen, Bill. Can we do this because we have to treat Bill to the image that he has in his head. I gotta see what this kid looks like. I mean, and it was they, he doesn't knows his shit though. He doesn't drink beer, right? No. Well, no. Neither. No, neither of them do. But he makes it. The one of them, That's yeah, true. but he... Oh, no, he does. He makes it, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Calls it booze. I was confused. I was like, it's called the, the brew jackets, but you don't drink. Right. Yeah. I came to that same conclusion. I was all ready to talk brews, but that wasn't really a thing. But like also, they, don't, they didn't name their team the right way either, so it just kind of makes sense. Right. Which yeah. we learned about. Yes. Yes, in, in great detail. <laughs> Some may say it's, it has to do with, um, well, it's the Civil War. Let me take you back. Okay, this started. There was America. <laughs> I right? paint you a picture. You go back in the north and south. They had a problem with each other. Like, it all culminated this kid's gotta be a hit. in a and hockey team. <laughs> the Poon Hound Show. There you go. They should... <laughs> so, what's a blue jacket? <laughs> It's a bee. <laughs> Dude, I got stung by a blue. <laughs> Holy shit! They're very, very nice guys. Um, oh yeah, they must have had a few. They, they were busy last they week. Were... They had the most exciting off season last yeah, week. Yeah, man. Guys, you know, so we didn't even. Bill, what'd you think of that with Babcock? Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Babcock. Uh, I mean, he was in no position to screw up at anything. The guy doesn't even make it to the freaking preseason. Training camp doesn't even open. And he's <laughs> it's like, amazing. Like, what are you? What are you doing? Like, at what? What profession is that normal? You know what I mean? Well, we want you to share your phone with us right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're here with us. Put your phone down and yeah. let us look through it. And dude's just a fucking creep. I just I still uh, don't understand it, man. I still don't understand what the kink was. I don't get it. I know. I get your point because it does all seem very abstract and weird. I've like never heard it, it. Right. I've never heard of it. Like, like what exactly happened? Did he say he demanded to see their phones? Did he ask nice? Like, how did the whole thing send like goofy posts up on that person's accounts and stuff? Like, maybe, oh, maybe. It's just me, but I, I like, I genuinely think that he wants to know what their girlfriends or wives looks like for some reason. Really? Maybe. I, I mean, think so. why, why, why do you think that? Just because he's like an old crotchety white man who feels entitled to do whatever the fuck he wants. Well, that like, I can I probably know. agree with. And yeah. they're all dating like supermodels, you know what I mean? Or married but, to uh, very That's true. So See, it's like, good because there's got to be a creepy element to this, and I think you just found creepy. it. Like, if you wanted to really get to know people, wouldn't you just say, hey, uh, let's have a barbecue? We're going to do something. You could uh, bring in pictures barbecue. of your family or. Stuff that means something to you, or what you that's did. Kind of, that's summer. even a little sneakier, Bill. When that's you think about that, like that, we're gonna put a little photo up of our loved ones. So, <laughs> you know, if they're yeah. in a bathing suit, that's great. You know, <laughs> you know. It definitely is fucking. There are better ways to get to know your team than fucking demanding to see their phones. Yeah. Like, did people actually uh, give them the photos? I wonder. Did that actually take place? I, yeah. I think. Well, I think he did it, dude, the way that you mentioned, Tony, yesterday or the last show or whatever Air that drop, you mentioned. Right? No, 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 no. Like how he kind of played it. Like he probably played it like 
sitting down with the big guys, right? Like, like, uh, you know, Boudreaux and stuff and being like, you know, Hey, Oh yeah. You know, how's your wife? This and that. Yeah, you got any pictures? Let me see. And then something like that. And then demand it from the younger guys and then be able to use like Boudreaux to be like, you know, no, it wasn't offensive. It, yeah. And they did it at his house. At, at, at his house. They went to Babcock's house. Went to his house. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. he has all the. And then yeah. he shared it on the television and went oh. through. So oh, so, oh so that oh oh. He was oh. the phone and took it and put it on the television and went through the pictures. Does so, that change your opinion, Dan? Pictures. I mean, it's still very bizarre. I don't really a hundred percent understand. Well, how about the like, other players? Weird. I heard they airdrop their photos to him. What does that mean? Like what does that mean? Like, like did they fly him in a plane and drop him out? I don't know. No, what that no, means. it's like a, it's like a technology. <laughs> Our middle ages is just. We are the Uncle Puckers, and we're not that. as old as Chris. It's, making it's, it's bad. It's bad if Babcock knows what airdrops are, and you don't. I don't. I don't know. The Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets coaching staff has a. And you know, like go get a job with Columbus. He's like. Give me your phone, but turn the brightness up first. You ever look at a kid's phone? <laughs> yes. I cannot fucking see it. I'm like, you look, you look at this all the time. It's not just my kids. I'm, I'm not even fucking around. Like, it's not it's just not my kids. And what do they do when they open your phone? You're like, oh, it's too bright. And they turn it the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, I know. My it's God, Dad, I'm getting a sunburn from your phone. It's he's, crazy. He still got paid, though. I mean, the guy still got paid, so he left with, like, some money and a bunch of Players' dick picks. pictures, probably. Huh? <laughs> you know, yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh. oh man, he's a fucking jerk off. You got anything else on the news front? No, I think that's it, man. All right. So. Um, <laughs> oh, thank God. Anything else that you guys want to add to the, tonight's episode before we wrap it up? No. Uh, yeah. I, yes. I just want to say that I'm very disappointed that the guess who uh, who is that devil wasn't the most famous uh, devil of all time when I guessed it originally. It wasn't Ken Danico. That was. Well, you were close. I told you you were close, and you didn't <laughs> know it. You had ten right. You were half right. That's true. So you should get. All right, Bill. We're giving you half a point. Oh, that's right. In fact, that's you know right. what? You're Bill's almost tied with Bobby. Half point. My point. Give Bobby's whole point. <laughs> To Bill. I think that's the only fair thing I'm, to do here. I completely agree because that I'm was done under this. protest anyway. Right. So yeah, Bob, exactly. you, you, don't, you don't have Sorry, any points, Bob. I don't think. But that's but, very gracious of you to give. Bill, you're in third point. place, buddy. Are you guys hitting any games or what? Do you guys get to go to games or often or? Uh, me, no. <laughs> um, we're going to see. I don't know. We're thinking about it. I'll be at opening Bobby day. Got opening, opening I day. haven't missed Bobby opening day since I got out of college since 99 unless the league shut down. So I'll be there. Okay. Other than that, I only go periodically. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that me and my kids, year. we're going to fly back hopefully by the end of the season with the kids and go back to a game or two. We we, we took the my my one girl there two seasons ago to a couple games, so we haven't gone to games here. So they actually, the other night was a kind of a big accomplishment because my daughters both sat through a whole game. You know, they're no two shit. and four. Oh, and that's sat hard, dude. Game. Yeah, and it was all, yeah because you know we took Samantha to the Devils games when they played. It was the Penguins and the Senators. She was like one and a half. So she couldn't go anywhere. It was like, right. kind of like you pass out sleep, you know, she's not going to at like two, as you know, and three, yeah. they're like, they won't crazy sit still. Little. Yeah. But so well, the other night we took them to a game against uh, our team here versus uh, Lafayette and they sat through the whole game. So nice. I was like, that's, a, that's, that's awesome. a bonus. What, yeah. You know, you're a season ticket holder, right? I am. Yep. So, so you get to 41 games a year. <laughs> I go to, I go to a lot. Um, you got three kids though. So what's your routine like when you get up there? 
you bring the whole fam or is it just you just have a couple nah, tickets so I, I only have two i only have two seats so what i'll do is i'll like trade in a couple games and get more seats to a game yeah. that i know everyone's going to go to so that's smart like, yeah i thought so, you were going to say you're going to have fight club with your kids and whoever wins can come with you to the game no nah, no nah, so you should like, try that <laughs> bill how was the season ticket package i saw people complaining about the way they handled the season tickets this year with uh what they give to the fans and stuff how was it do you think so I get a, I get free parking, which is oh, what I nice. want. Yeah, yeah. That's so huge. it's like thirty five bucks a game. It's thirty five right? bucks a night. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm like, no, I want free parking. And then what I do is, I throw the guy. It's like the same dude that's been working the the entrance there. I throw him money, and then he saves me like a spot right in the front, so I can get in and get out that's of there. Nice. Whenever nice. I want. That's awesome. That's you do. I'm parking. You know what I mean? So um, I'm gonna try that. You're in motherfucking Wu Tang. Yeah, so that's we, <laughs> we got a carpool yeah, with you a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. We I go to a shit ton of games, so I got my old man. He's up here. We're gonna go to the the opener, and then that Friday night game two, where I got the whole fam going because it's on that's Friday. So awesome. Nice. Hey, your yeah. pop sounds like a good dude, man. Oh man, he's a freaking character, yeah. dude. He that's loves awesome. Himself some devils, man. It's he grew up in Newark too, so it's kind of cool. That is cool. I bring, we go back to the games. We actually, I walked him to Hobbies one time, the the deli over there. Yeah, right, right. And uh, it was like Paul Mary was doing, uh, it was like military appreciation thing. So he was giving away, he, he like set it up. So they were like giving all the money towards Paul Mary's found thing. But they typically are only open for matinee games because it's like kind of like a little west in Newark there where you walk. It's a little yeah. sketchy. So they don't want people walking there at night, right? So That's I bring right. my dad there. And I swear to God, he's got like PTSD. He was just like, oh my, there were people like, hey man, you want to buy a taser? You want to buy a pepper spray? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. I just, get the fuck out of here. What are we it's, doing? I'm like, oh it's no. It's good to have somebody go. who knows the area. They got a great pastrami sandwich. It's great. <laughs> I, I, when I first took my wife there to Newark, uh, she, you know, I told her about it a little bit. We went there and we got it. We took a cab to the game that day. And the driver, my wife gets in and, you know, she's a little younger than me and she's like, uh, He's like, yeah, when I first started driving, some guy pulled me over, tied me up, threw me in the woods. And my wife was just like, what the fuck is going on here, you know? Welcome but to like, America, sweetie. Yeah. I was like, oh, you know, it's, you get out of the car, you run into the stadium. I mean, you know. But so I, make I sure, thought, Devil fans, that you go out and get your season tickets right now yeah. because apparently it's a great place to go watch games. So, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be hired anytime soon. Uh, we're going to do any devil's marketing but uh listen let's wrap it up it's getting a little late and uh i got i haven't even eaten dinner yet man this sucks but this was a lot of fun bill now that you hours. you have this, yeah, bill, this, this on, platform man. bill who would you like to thank for your devil fandom thank for my devil fandom yes uh, over our giant platform I don't, I don't know what you're asking me right now. Like, uh, who would you like to thank, Bill, just in your life for being a Devil fan with you, sharing it with you? Oh, oh your dad, your wife. Like, is this the Thanksgiving yeah. show? Is that what you're <laughs> just fucking. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Obviously, like, uh, check out check out my podcast, thechatpodcast.com. It's me and my dad and my brother who we grew up watching the Devils our entire lives with, and it's become, you know. It's Wait, really you got to explain your father's nickname, though. What? Oh, my God. He's such a – it's – so <laughs> – It's the pickle. Like, ran, like, randomly, like, six years ago, you know, I'm 41, so I'm, like, 35, and he's, like, we're at, like, a barbecue or something. He's, like, telling 
like I overhear him telling someone, oh, yeah, my nickname when I was growing up was was P- Pickle. And I'm like, <laughs> you've never heard this. I'm like, that's all like, <laughs> no, it is. I'm like, are you just no, talking like, shit out of the side of your, like, I love it. Your mouth, I'm like, grab my brother. I'm like, this fucking guy is telling people that his nickname is. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I don't so know if I want it to be a fake story more or a real story. <laughs> Either way, it's awesome. It that's is. awesome. It really wasn't able to explain it to us. Uh, and I don't know what. The story. Well, I have an idea why he doesn't want to explain. Because I hope he's deli. Did he get a lot of pickles? Uh, no. Yeah. Right. So, so we just started calling him that. And uh, what's really weird is my brother's nickname was the Big Tickle that was given to him by. <laughs> but that name could get you some girls, I think. You know, you're in high school. The Big yeah, Tickle. Good... I don't know, man. You might be. No, my brother did all right for himself, and it, and it was yeah. like this weird nickname. Meanwhile, he's got like this like big nose and everything. He's just like this funny. He's this funny character, but. Uh, but it's so weird. I can't say like, we have we have the pickle and the big tickle on this fucking <laughs> joke. Sounds like some weird. I think sounds like an Uncle Pucker episode. The yeah, pickle right? and tickle show. That's awesome. But first of all, now you're high. You're not telling us the truth, right? So I mean, if, pickle, if his pickle. nickname was Pickle and your brother's nickname is Tickle, what the fuck are they calling you? Pickle. Oh well, I, uh, they call me BTK. It was like uh, oh, after like the fucking BTK killer, like the killer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like a, I was like a DJ, a local DJ for a, a long time, uh, and uh, yeah, that was like kind of like one of the names that I went by. So, so but that's, that's so that's your right. nickname. All right, yeah, all right, that's what people call me. I like it. And you were you were, seriously, Bill, you were welcome on this show anytime you want. Um, this was a lot of fun having you on, man. Yeah, it really yeah, was. Yeah. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for checking us out tonight. Um, we will be back uh, next week. We'll, Hopefully this next, what, two weeks go by pretty quick and we get to some regular season hockey. Um, give us a like, download, um, friendly comment, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And, or an unfriendly comment. Or, or an unfriendly comment. comment. You can Chris send will be posting a link to the congresswoman tonight too, right? Yeah, I'll be posting Lauren Bobert's porn Beetlejuice <laughs> scene. Uh, for Bill from the New Jersey Devils Trap Podcast, Tony, Dan, Bobby, I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Puckers. We'll see you when we see you. It's over, Johnny. It's over. Well, that is like the first time I didn't fuck that up in uh, five shows. (laughs) That was great. That was great. What, did that start weird? It seemed pretty normal. (laughs) That was fun.